Welcome, traveler. You have entered the realm of adventure. Prepare yourself for tales from beyond the dice. Welcome back, we play role-playing games like Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition and more. Tonight we'll be playing in the world of New Etika, or I should say the city of New Etika, a cyberpunk-themed adventure. And let's get there. I am Luke, your Dungeon Master, and your players are... Ben, I play Cortain. I'm currently feeling ashamed by a targeted ad telling me I can lose 40 kilos on a particular diet. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> They really know how to target those ads. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Peter, and I'm playing Speaks to Densar, dwarf on officer who makes whatever he makes, and he bakes whatever he bakes. Oh, gosh. Uh, hey, everyone. Trav playing Little Moss, a level six half-orc monk of awesomeness. And g'day, I'm Levi. I'm playing Lokag, your friendly neighborhood sponge. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, fellows, so previously on Beyond the Dice, we'll be told by one of you fellows, and one of you fellows will be telling the story after rolling the d20. Now, the lowest roll tells the tale. The highest mm. roll doesn't do anything. They sit there and listen. Unless they roll a 20, then they choose who? Trav, seven. Five, eight. Nine. Oh. Get 11. Oh, that's not Yahtzee. <laughs> Get out. Okay, so most important things from the previous episode include the fact that Lokag and Moss went shopping. They went to Cyber Target and <laughs> Moss bought 10 black turtlenecks and did not progress the story or role play in any meaningful way. I had role played. Oh, yeah, I mean, it was fun, but I wouldn't say I got any backstory. Um, so, turns out that Lokag is from the Wastelands and that he is of a medium size for his people, even though he is bigger than me. So, I think if I'm Little Moss, then he can be medium Lokag. <laughs> All right, okay. Bit of a long-winded, but sure. Sure. Uh, Spigs and Cortain... Uh, they go to Ultradie and they look. They basically try and convince Ultradie that it's a good idea to, against, to go against the Yutong, Yuntong. Uh, Ayushida uh, ran with the Gesudo and he will um, consider looking into it um, and into getting them more work, which is good. So we meet back at the uh, Crooked Candle with Bajanaki and um, Moss goes to Ultradie as well, and we're given a mission. We have to find a drone in Azuma Kabutai, collect a black box, and keep it all on the down low. But we can do so by any means necessary. Mm. And mm. why... We're killing all the humans? Partly for my own recollection as well. Why did we want to go against the the uh, this... Gang, it was so that we could get information on where this, where where some magical item has been hidden by them. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, so the Yuntong have uh, access, we think, to the helm of the Undying. Yes, uh, which 
Well, it's a cool it's a cool backstory, but basically it steals souls and then you can harness that to create undead soldiers, which is pretty sweet. Um if, from that sound, from from what you're saying, is that is that little moss or is that trav calling it pretty sweet? Because if it's a little moss, I'm gonna concern concerned if we find it, you're gonna put it on. And then <laughs> I did tell you I was gonna betray the group, but <laughs> saying that I thought he, it was pretty he did say he was feeling more comfortable in dark places. That's true. Morally dark places. Ah. That's what he's talking about. Hmm. Yep. Your heart, for example. <laughs> all right. And so now you are all in Azuma Kabutai, standing on top of a building, all four of you in a row, like some sort of cinematic superhero shot. Does the camera pan? The camera pans and it yes. shows the four of you standing in there, lit by some very dull lights coming from the alleyway below. Behind you, the cityscape, tall towers and strange constructs, some artistic-looking buildings, hovercars flying in what looks like big trails and grids through the city. You're standing there looking down at the location of where the drone's transponder was last transmitting. It's an old dry cleaners called oh. Calico Express. These white tiles covering the facade of this building are cracked and covered in graffiti. There are stickers and old signs, posters that have been worn away by the weather of the city. This thin alleyway that is just wide enough to fit a car down the center of it one single car is filled with puddles and bits of rubbish down the street there are various cars of different ages and conditions and makes to drive a vehicle through this city would be or through this part of the city through this particular alleyway would be a trial if you didn't mind bumping into anybody or scratching somebody else's car um, it wouldn't be a trial at all, but it is packed, this street, with vehicles, though none of them are moving. And oddly enough, this part of the alleyway is dark. At the east and the western end of this street, you can see the bright lights of what Darkhaven usually portrays. But this section, like I said, is gloomy and dark. The only lights come from the red, green, and orange fluorescent sign of Calico Express as it flickers into the street. There are some very single solitary lights at the front of the various old, grimy apartment blocks to the left and across from Calico Express. There is a quiet an almost empty restaurant down the street in this darkness named the Jade Tiger. Nobody's going in or going out. Now, every now and then, as you guys have been sort of looking over this alleyway, people have been walking through the street, usually in pairs. I try and spit on one of them. Sorry? What? I try and spit on one of them. Uh, I've... Do you... Uh, Dex roll? I, or? I peek over the side and I try and spit on one of them. Alright, roll a um, roll a Lock. Dex check. 
You spit down on this elderly woman. It lands in her hair. <laughs> she looks around and the looks up in the I air hide. and it's slightly drizzling. She pulls up the hood, this plastic hood of her jacket and continues on pulling the hand oh, of, of a teenage boy. You hear her say, Come on, let's, let's get inside before the rain gets, gets heavier. And she moves towards one of the dingy apartment blocks. <laughs> what did you what did you do that for just sorry sorry hold on what did you do that for for little moss we're we're here trying to stay incognito and you spit on passersby I wanted to see what would happen why did you think that was a good idea I didn't say that I didn't I didn't think that far through it I just wanted to see what would happen you ever do that you know like I thought about jumping off the building too but I didn't do that so you're welcome the people walking through here are very, very sparse. They're, um, they travel through every now and then, but there are no large groups or packs of people or a busy um, herd like most other Darkhaven streets. Can I get um, Cortain, Spigs, and Locag to roll an organization slash religion check for me? Mm. Oh, you saying I won't know things? Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, got a natural crit. Ooh. Juicy. I got a 14. 17 for Spigs. Okay. Spigs and Cortain. Cortain, you, um, you have come to know criminal syndicates through your time growing up in Darkhaven, through your time working for the Aegis... The reason this area is dark and the reason people aren't really traveling down here is because the gang, the Yuntungs, they're exhibiting their strength in this area by shutting off all of the lights and power. Besides maybe the places that um, that they own or the places they allow to be lit up when it's dark. Guys, this is deep in Yutong territory. So we need to be quiet. We can't we can't use our guns or any loud you know explosions or anything like that except as a last resort. Because if they start hearing fire gunfire or any kind of commotion, we're gonna get overwhelmed. Now you guys see the white light from the large glass windows of Calico Express dry cleaners. Shedding the street in front of the store in a white light. You see some people moving around around behind the counter and an alleyway, a thinner alleyway, running down the left side of the building. What do you want to do? I just, uh, well, after Cortez just said that, I go, Spigs goes, uh, so if we need backup, should I get Wolfie to be like a block away or what do you think? How how likely is it that Wolfie is not going to be able is not going to be seen? He's pretty big, uh, and not many things that look exactly like him. So maybe it's a good idea. I just uh, keep away from this this mission. Then that might be it. Might be a good idea. We might have to little moss. You might have to go ahead and scout for us with one of your black turtlenecks. I got this. 
remember, be quiet, and if you need to take anyone out, do it, do it quietly. I slink into the shadows. All right, roll a stealth for me. Uh, 17. 17, okay. What do you want to do? Uh, I want to slink down the side alley and see if there's uh, something going on down there. Okay. You leap from the top of that building. Sweet. You land across the other side onto Calico Express and climb your way down the side of the building to the alleyway. As you're creeping along, do you have dark vision? I do. You can see down the end of the alleyway there seems to be the head of or the the front of a truck poking out from the back of the Calico Express. It's red peeling paint seems to be almost shaking as the engine is rumbling quite loudly. Can I relay this to the team via my comms, please? Cool. Uh, guys, I, th- I think there's something going on out the back. There um, appears to be some kind of truck and I think they might be loading something. I mean, it could just be laundry. Could be. Could also be the uh, the drone. Mm. Do you want me to try and get closer or... Because I don't have a lot of cover down this alley. Are there any bins or anything like that, Luke? Um, they're not really bins in this alleyway. It's just large enough, or just, yeah, just large enough for that truck to fit down. Um, so there are no bins in the way. Looks like it's used quite often. Since there's a puppet block next door to Calico Express, in Dark Heaven, or this, or this is not Dark Heaven, but. In the new Etikard, do these power blocks have like external access, like ladders and stuff like you see in, you know, like a. Yeah, yeah, they have the fire exits down the side of it. Cool. Could I get up on the roof and try and um, climb up that way? You. Uh, you can roll an athletics or an acrobatics. Ooh, 21. You basically wall jump from the left, right, left, right until you get to the fire escape on the... Uh, this this fire escape is on the apartment block on the left. Yep. You are up there. It creaks a little bit. You look in through this sort of sheen glass with this very... Um, almost transparent blind in front of it and you just see this real big overweight half-orc sitting there there is a bigger can on his stomach and he's laughing really loudly (laughs) and then he spills his can and he's sort of like trying to soak up the beer that he's spilt on the couch with his um with a cloth what a loser I slink closer to the um, to the the truck. As you climb along this fire escapes, sort of hopping from one to the next as you go along, you see these little vignettes of people's lives. You see this goblin standing on a stool cooking in a wok. You pass by a human uh, man sitting there. All of these stacks of papers and books and he's got his hand on his head thinking 
in contemplation. As you are there any um are there any pies on the windowsill? There are no pies on the windowsill. This is we're going to be floating towards the the smell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this the smell trails catch up in his nose, and his nose is almost dragged by the scent. No, no. Um, you pass by a, a a group of teenagers playing video games, and you get to the end where you can see out into the back alleyway. You see this truck. You see across to the to the left. You see some cars parked out in these car parks behind the apartment building. Further to the north, there is another, even bigger, dingy apartment block. To the right, you see some fancy sort of sports cars parked behind the truck. And you hear people sort of making noises as they're lifting. They're grunting and shouting as they're lifting something heavy. Um, because I realise that I'm getting closer, um, I'd like to pass without a trace, please. Yep. Um, so... I can expend my monk points, my Kai points, yep. to uh, basically uh, become veiled in, in shadow and silent silence radiates from me, making me um, almost immune from detection, except for magical means. Uh, I have plus 10 bonus to dexterity for stealth checks and can't be traced. All right. So you're shrouded in this darkness. What are you doing with this? Um, I'm using it to jump over to the, the right-hand side of the alley above the idling truck um, and to drop down onto the roof of the truck and All see right. if I can peer, peer inside. Roll uh, an athletics for me and then a stealth or an acrobatics and stealth. Oof. 21 acrobatics. 21. And then stealth. 21 stealth. Nice. You leap from the fire escape and you land on top of the red and grey truck. The truck moves a tiny, tiny bit, but only, only noticeably because your adrenaline is high and you're in this place of just utter stealth. Hmm. We I told you I was stealthy. I whisper. We see the guys down behind the truck and they're throwing in these large plastic bags filled with uh, sort of white fabrics and light blue fabrics and they're throwing it in there. They're throwing in these large bags of um, what looks like maybe like blankets or something like that, throwing it into the truck and they're like heaving and hoeing and grunting and shouting at each other in Elven and Little Moss lands on the roof of the truck not a sound no thump no crinkle of metal from the top of the truck and as you peer down you see not just that yellow sports car with the black lines you see an old car a muscle car painted red with skulls and flames all over it and you see this incredibly fancy um, sort of supercar and then a hover car for these four expensive vehicles parked out the back now there are, there are lights lining the rear of calico express 
One light shining down over the work area. One light shining down over a single light blue door. A steel door with a little slider where most people's eyes would be around their five and a half, six foot height. And then there is a large roller door. There's this sort of like light bar that's shining down over the roller door as well. There is nobody else beside these people throwing these large piles of plastic wrapped cloth into the truck. Can I relay this back to the team and um, see what they want to do? So we go back to the other three mercenaries, Spigston, Denser, Cortain, Dennis and Lokag. All three of you are still on top of that building right next to Motorbite Auto Repair looking down at Calico Express. Little Moss relays the information of everything that he has done and everything that he has found at the rear of this dry cleaners. What do you guys do? Doesn't sound like the drone is near this dry cleaners. Hey Cortain, remind me, how big was this drone? Are we looking for a crash site or you reckon the, the Yung Tung have already recovered it? How? They could just be peddling drugs, we don't know. So just from the information that you were given by uh, Hayashida, the drone was shot down in near Lower Etika. The transponder moved at a pace that seemed like it was maybe put in a car or a van, drove through Darkhaven all the way here to Azuma Kabutai, and then in this location, pinpointed somewhere in what seems to be Calico Express, the transponder stopped sending its signal. Ah, okay, okay. That makes that makes a lot more sense. Little Moss, is there a is there a door into or some en- somewhere where we can gain entry into Calico Express? Uh, yeah. There's a well, there's a roller door, but it's closed, right, Luke? It is currently closed. But there is a door which I'm currently sort of sitting right above. Yeah, so it's right next to the truck. But there are people coming in. Um, yeah, there's one guy that's basically uh, throwing these this large these large plastic bags of fabrics and towels and stuff into a pile, and then another guy throwing them into the truck. How many how many guys are there? Two, two that I can see. Um, they're just loading the truck with laundry. I don't, I don't think they're um, a threat other than potentially raising the alarm. So Calico Express has got the lights on? Yes. Yeah. So this is probably, from like Cortain's experience, some kind of dro- like some kind of criminal cover. Yep, most likely. That's stereotypical. We've all seen Breaking Bad, all right? <laughs> yeah, there are laundry dry money. cleaners. Yeah. I haven't seen Breaking Bad. Oh. What? No, it's fine. I, I asked the guys, the question is, do we want to try to get into this building without lethal force? Because we might be able to wait, and when these guys open up the roller door, if they finish packing, we could rush them, take them out, and then sneak in. But the concern is if we leave them alive, they might be able to call for backup. If they're not killing me, I don't like killing them. But we could yeah. just knock them out. We could try to knock them out. And we don't know that they're criminals. They could just be, they could just be people who pay the, the criminal syndicate for protection. They could be legit dry cleaners that are just like real dumb and don't know drugs. But yeah, 
I reckon try and knock them out, but accidents happen. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Fourteen, this is your job. I reckon we creep up along that street. Doesn't look like we'll be seen if we're walking along it. And then we can back up Moss if he needs it. Let me first reach out. I've got a friend who might be able to help us. So I add in Proto to the call for a moment, Luke. Yep. Hey guys, this is this is Proto. He's a he's a hacker I know. Ah, uh, hey boss. Oh man. Ah, uh, sorry. Just uh, just lo just uh, booting up, logging in. Just give me a second, man. Yep, we're ready to go. What's up? Little Moss, let's let's find out if there's any uh, surveillance around uh, around this, this Wait, building. Wait, who's Proto? Hey, man. Proto, Little Moss, Little Moss, Proto. Well, how come I've never heard of him before? You should have told me about this before the job started. I thought you know if we needed him, I'd call him up. But no, you you were doing you were doing a good job. <sighs> Whatever. Mm. Let's just let's do this. Do you trust him? I, I trust him. Okay. But I only wanted to bring him in. You know, if this goes south, didn't want to bring him in unless, unless I thought it was, it was necessary. Is it because it charges by the hour? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, what do you want me to do? Can you check to see if there's any surveillance equipment in this? Make sure I like relay the alleyway in this or in the outside of uh, Calico Express. Just need to know what kind of security we might be dealing with. Ah, so they've lost your suit or something, boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, give me a second. Give me... Hold on, hold on. Nice. Okay, so I pinged their network and I can see that they do have a security system. Though, there are none on the outside of the building. It seems like they're approximately... Oh, there's only five cameras in that entire place. There seem to be two in the entry lobby. The other three I cannot get a response from. They could be in an office. They could be on the main floor of the dry cleaners, or I'm not 100% sure. There doesn't seem to be any automated response in the sense of uh, turrets or EMPs or anything like that. So you should be good in that sense do you want me to try and hack into one of the cameras see what we can see sure all right let's give it a go <sighs> sorry boss i can't get through the cameras the firewall is just a little too strong i'm gonna see if i can get access to their dry cleaning system just uh give give me give me a few minutes you guys do what you can do he goes on hold yeah. I was thinking I might be able to drop down, take out the one of the guys in the doorway, and uh, and then sneak my way through. Do you want? Do you think you can take them both out, or do you want to wait, or do you want us to, to come and make sure? Uh, I think help would be appreciated. They said there was no cameras outside, so there's no harm enough walking up a street. <clears throat> wait, Cortain. Yeah. What What are you wearing? What am I wearing? Yeah, what are you Whoa, wearing? Oh, where is this going? Um, <clears throat> wit, that's a, that's a bit of a personal question. I mean, we're, <laughs> we're communicating over, over, over the internet. Uh, over like, you know, the communicator. 
No, just joking. Just joking, Lokag. Luke, I am currently wearing a lighter... Uh, I'm not wearing my bulky um, mech you know, armor. Um, I am wearing a black you know black armor with more like segmented pieces yep so it allows it allows Cortain to move much more with much more finesse doesn't provide as much protection like protection you can see like the the um just underneath you know the shoulder the armpits and like kind of on the sides um and like you know his knee the joint areas are not covered it's more that there's there's plate or there's 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 black armor or like on the arm guards, the shoulders, the shins, the legs, but there's missing parts that allow free movement. So you can like see your shirt and stuff underneath or your your sort of you know, like your pants and stuff? Yeah, yeah, these are I I'm wearing a like black, like just complete black to try to um be be less visible um cool. in the darkness. Now, is your like is your suit your your armor your exoskeleton is that nearby the exoskeleton or did you leave it at ultra die because you would have had the choice to bring it or not i would have had the choice um i given given that we wanted this to be a um like a quiet mission like low as as low of a imprint low as a like a low noise as possible i haven't brought it um you know, if if we want to break out, we're gonna need we're gonna need speed, and we also want them not to know who we are. And and my suit is pretty um, pretty easily you know um, ID'd. All right. At this point, anyway, it needs some alterations before I can use it more regularly. Cool. So, just as you guys are about to move out or do whatever you do, you notice that somebody pulls up in a and like an old blue ground car it's an older man he gets out dwarf walks into the dry cleaners he's holding like a like a sack enters the front door mm. should one of us should one of us stay here and and uh probably Lokag speaks you got that gun we don't want to make a noise unless stuff goes south you want to camp here watch this window if anyone comes out that's not us shoot him in the kneecaps us three will go around scout the joint out just kind of cover the exits we know that it's small enough that it can fit into a vehicle and you're more iconic no offense with your your chicken legs and all i can i can just fire like some stud rounds mm, do do that then that's probably actually better we don't want a screaming screaming person because their 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 legs their kneecaps have been shot off you do you. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'll, I'll stay here. Oi, little moss. We'll come up. You get ready, take those guys out. Okay. Alright, I'll get both of you to roll acrobatics or athletics to climb down and stealth to sneak your way down the alley. Okay. Athletics was a 12. And acrobat, uh, sorry, and stealth was a 13. Okay. I got a 15, then an 8. Alright. So you both climb down the side of the building pretty easily. Cortain, it's a pretty dark street, so you sneak into the alleyway. And Lokag, as you're sneaking, the dwarf walks out of the dry cleaners. 
and he just he's um, got a, like an e-cig in his hand and he's pressing the button and the end sort of lights up and this you know vapor sort of comes out of it and he looks across at you this huge gray guy sneaking and you look him in the eye and he looks you in the eye and he just puts the e-cig in his mouth and nods I nod in return and he just walks towards his car. Do, do we do we see do we see a stun round come out and? I mean, not... yes, Biggs. What do you do? Yeah, like so. Just just as he exits the front of the driver, Biggs communicates. Got a threat at the front. Do not take him out? Leave him. Right, Biggs, because he knew that as soon as he fires, because he hasn't put some sort of silencer on his his gun, he uh, just looks away. The blue car starts up and drives down the street okay so you guys sneak down the alleyway and you're right near the end there little moss what are you doing um you guys ready for me to jump down and stun one of the guys go time okay you grab the other guy okay so i'm gonna jump down and grab the one that's at the back of the truck uh, loading things directly into the truck itself yep all right roll um roll a dex and locag you going for the other guy or cortez yes. Like I guess I got the order I rolled a A six A six Okay Lokeg You roll a Strength or Or dex Whichever one Seventeen For a strength Alright Little Moss You leap down As Lokeg Charges around the corner The Guy loading stuff In the back of the truck He lifts The bag Over his head Just as you go to Like jump down And hit him And you just punch right into the bag the guy tumbles to the ground and the bag falls on top of him you land on the bag Lokag you round the corner can you just make an attack for me Lokag uh yes seven seven yep you round the corner you hit this guy punch you punch him you send him sort of sprawling but he sort of doesn't curl up but he he crumbles into a sort of um a fetal position and then he like looks up at you. I would like everyone to roll initiative for me. Oh, oh dear. Nice. You'll be like, where are the drugs? <laughs> oh, nice. I can not crit again. Moss, 12. Well, where were you when I was making an attack? 15 for Spigs. Like like me with, my, with the crit. Is that what you're... Yeah. Like, the two attack rolls that we made were 6 and 7, respectively. Well... Yeah, I don't wanna I thought you guys I thought I thought I thought one on you know, one on each is is pretty good. Okay. You hogging you're hogging all the good Seven. rolls, man. <laughs> and little Oh sorry, and uh Gortain. Gortain, twenty two. Holy schmoly. Ah. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cortain, it is your turn. So you see Lokag round the corner. Um he charges in, he hits the guy, it looks like it's a glancing blow, like he hits him in the stomach, but just as the guy uh, sort of drops the bag, so it doesn't completely like take him out. Uh, you see Little Moss fumble his attack as he's uh, he unluckily strikes the bag as the, the, the driver of this truck lifts the bag overhead. What are you doing? The bag that, so, so Lokag got like punched, who punched through the bag? Little Moss punched into the bag into the bag did it, did it break at all no nah, it just made like a 
noise. Okay. Was that foof noise like the sound of drugs or like the sound of clothes? It was the sound of a fist <laughs> pounding into a, a massive bag of uh, towels. Okay, okay, okay. Drug-laden towels? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, okay, so... So, kind of, yeah, thematically... So, right now, I don't want to kill these these people um, because, you know, it's, it seems like they could just be dry cleaners. Although, it's fairly late to be loading up the laundry. So, I'm going to grab out my... So, if I would like to use... I would like to more or less pull out my pistol, like, pistol with them. But, would I... How would... Would that just be doing like an unarmed attack, or would it just be better for me to kind of use my sword and non and deal non-lethal damage and try to just like, you know, swords aren't really meant for non-lethal damage. I mean, I guess I could smack them on the side with the with the flat end of the, the blade. If you want to flavor it as um like you know you pistol whip them, I will. Um, you get the do you get one d four for tavern brawler or one d six? Uh, one d four. Okay, let's make it a 1d6 when you're using the um, like the butt of your pistol, or a uh, like if you if you do an improvised weapon as tavern brawler, I'll give you 1d6 as well. Okay, cool. And then plus the plus the string. Cool. Yeah. So my first attack will be on. Well, I'm gonna probably spread them against both because both of them were not knocked out. Um, so first on the one that that low cag went for. That is a 14 versus AC. That will hit. Excellent, excellent. So this half-elf man looks up and uh, his cap falls off his head as he first looks to Lokag and then he looks to you charging in. Awesome. So, oh nice, a ghetto. So that is 12, uh, sorry, that is 11 damage. Pistol whip. You just... He spins, lands on the ground, unconscious. Nice. Okay, and against the next guy. So you just charge in. Oops, that's the wrong one. You charge in past the guy that you just knocked unconscious. Yep. I smack him, and I rush towards the guy that Little Moss tried to try to knock out. Yep. And that is now a 15 versus AC. Yeah, that hits him right. too. And then, that is only an eight. Eight um, bludgeoning damage. All right, so you... Basically, you right hook with your pistol the first guy. The second guy, you just boot in the side of the head. He rolls on the ground, but he's not unconscious yet. He's picking himself up slowly. I will then... Didn't want to have to do this, but... I will use an action surge. I cut his head off. <laughs> no, I'm just. I just. He needs to. You know, we need a. We need to end this. We can't. We can't have the initial, initial attack to be to be, you know, a failure. So I yep. am going to use an action surge. So I can attack again. Yep. So I'll attack another two times. Uh, that is a tw- twenty-four versus AC. That'll hit. Dealing that time, dealing 11 damage. 11 damage. He is unconscious. Okay, that's unfortunate. He goes to get back up and you give him one of those boot kicks to the stomach and he just bleh, falls unconscious. Okay. The truck is still running. It's masking any sounds. 
the door locag that that guy came through swung shut as he moved through it. It looks like as um as he moved through the brick that was sort of holding it open wasn't enough for the weight of the door and it's just closed. As as I only used one of my extra attacks. Yep. Can I do a spend a little bit of time just like can I um can I cut open the bag? Yeah. Um and what I'm, so what I'm really looking for is is drugs so that I can have some no. kind of I'm not going to use them. No, I want I want I want um uh, I want I want some kind of justification for for now being able to use lethal force because it's going to be much easier if we don't have I have to if I if I don't feel I need to knock people out because they're just laundrymen. I want them I want them to be criminals. <laughs> All right. So you cut into one of the bags with your sword. That's easy. Um Roll a perception or investigation when you cut into the bag. Oh, a one. I, I, I... It's drugs! <laughs> Is that how bad? Do, do, I, do I unknowingly think that it's drugs when it's not? So in the future, I will find out I've just killed innocent people. Because <laughs> that would have been a perception Please. test. <clears throat> that would have been perception? Which would have been a one, a crit fail. So it's up to you on how you want Cortain to start acting. You don't see anything. But when you cut into the bag, it smells a bit weird. It smells a bit weird, like, mm. like, <laughs> like drug weird. Drug? It, could, no, could be. no. It it kind of smells like. Kind of smells a little bit like death, like God, that's ooh. that sort of sweet, bitter smell of rotting flesh. Oh. Yeah, it's got that sort of stink to it. Ooh. Dirty laundry. Oh, guys, could. Can can any of you smell that? What's 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 in this bag? Sorry, I had chili for lunch. <laughs> that is my turn. Okay. Is that perception to smell what it is? You guys, um, yeah. If you want to have a smell, if you want to try and sniff around, roll perception. So I got I got a crit. So twenty one for a perception roll. Ten. <laughs> I know the smell of death. Okay. Look, I, you smell and you, yeah, you smell it. It's the smell of death. And you pull out one of the towels that's in there. And uh, on the corner of one of the towels, it says Hikaru Royal Hospital Azuma Kabutai. Hoi Kortain. Gag him, bag him, chuck him in the, the truck. These guys just could be doing their job. Someone's died, but hospitals, people die there every day. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, let's, let's tie these guys up. Remove any uh, any communication communicators from them. Can we check their pockets for keys because the door shut? That's true. You guys, um, Lokag Little Mossy rolled enough to use the perception to look through the guys as well. Um, so you find the communicators. Um, one of the guys had uh, like a switchblade on him. The other guy had like a very small uh, like six-shooter pistol. But you don't find any keys. Although the truck is still running. Hey, hey, boss, you would have, would have ran the truck into the door? <laughs> well, oh, wait, no, there's keys in the truck. Maybe yeah, maybe, there. maybe the, yeah, maybe the keys are on the, the truck keys. So I'm going to grab the communicator out off the guy that I searched um, and leave everything else. Um, and I'm just going to chuck the communicator to Cortain. Or add him. And then go to the keys at the ignition of the car. All right, Cortain, a phone hits you. <laughs> and falls to the ground. Lokag, you go and can open. I, can, can I catch it? All right, roll decks. <laughs> Reflex save. I'll do it. I'll do it. It's a sixteen. You catch the phone. 
I throw it to the ground. <laughs> I want it to be my... No, I'm just kidding. I keep it. But I want it to be my toy. Because <laughs> he just said he threw it at you. So I, mean, I assumed that you weren't even facing <laughs> him and you just threw it at your one, back. One damage. Some, uh, <laughs> some, some, you know, improvised attack. Yeah. Okay, you go around to the truck. You open the door. There's some, like, country music playing in the in the truck. I'll start bopping. The, there's the keys in the ignition. That's, that's a sign of criminals, isn't it? Country music. Uh, that's that's your giveaway. <laughs> They're obviously murderers and drug dealers and um, therapists. What kind of country music? Wait, where's speech? The only country we have is, like, the wasteland. You can still have country music. <laughs> dang, dang, Has anyone dang, seen dang. Spigs? Spigs is... Is is casing the front, and if anyone comes out, he's going to taser them. That's not us, of course. Although we should probably warn him when we come out in case he tasers us. <laughs> so Proto then comes off hold. Hey boss, um, I was able to hack into the dry cleaning system, so I can move, make the rackings move. I can turn on. They got smart dryers. I can turn those on. Um, but I would suggest against it unless you need a diversion. Uh, if you're trying to sneak into this place or something and you turn them on, I might alert them to your presence, but I'll, I'll stand by just in case you need me to do anything else, okay? Okay. Do we... Okay, did, is there a key... Is there a key on that, uh, on the truck key, key ring? Did you tell me that? There are, there are keys in the, in the ignition. Uh, so, um, alright, uh, I take the keys out of the ignition. The truck stops. You walk out from behind the truck to the rest of your friends there with keys in your hand. Um, there are a couple keys. There are a couple electronic passes as well. I'm going to lock the back of the truck with the guys in there and then try the electronic passes on the door that I can see. The small door, not the roller door. You swipe over this little black square to the left of the door. There's a little screen on it. Um, you swipe a few of those passes. They all say denied. You then hear someone yell out. Hey, Harbour, are you done out there? We've got a few other bags. Can I roll a performance check? Harbour. Performance? To do what? Yeah, to pretend to be Harbour and go, Oh, the brick dropped. You can certainly try. Now, you didn't hear this guy speak. You only heard him yell out. Oh, the guy who I'm pretending to voice. I got a crit with my performance roll, so I'm going to do a very convincing attempt at what I think is Hobber's voice. All right. So 25 all up with performance. 25 all up. All right. As you hear, heard him like yelp out when you hit him the first time and then a second time he was mumbling something before Cortain hit him, you think you found his voice. What do you say in that voice? <laughs> Oh, Levi's not very good at rolling performance. Oh, hey, yeah, the the door locked on me. I just got another bag to put in. Yeah, I said he got a couple bags here. All right, hold on. Give me a second, I'll open it up for you. You hear the voice echo through the back of this strike. And I, two thumbs up to the to guys, and then do the like the finger pull to like come over. Yeah, uh, that's all. I, I walk over. And I'm, so I'm going to ready an action to um, when he comes in, I'm going to slam the door. Oh, wait, which door is it? Which way does the door open? Uh, looks like it opens out. Yeah, so I'm going to stand there to ready to slam the door as open as it can go. 
um, to exposes the guy and makes sure the door definitely will stay open and giving the guys hopefully an opportunity to um, murder some fools with uh, non-lethal damage. <laughs> but okay. as you said, accidents happen. So after a few moments, hear the door rattle, the door handle move, and then you hear somebody else yell out, Hey, Jackie, make sure you do the password thing. Ah, oh, fuck. Oh yeah, what's the password before I open the door? You know, it's just protocol. Wait, so he's asking Lokag for the password? Yeah. Bro? <laughs> what's wrong out? What's wrong, bro? You forgot uh, the- Yeah, no, I, I, it's on the top of my tongue. Like, ah, oh, damn it. I always forget these passwords. But Calico's the best. No, no, that was last week's. Are you okay, bro? Yeah, what are you doing? Uh, start coughing, Lokag. <coughs> I, I know that password. I know it. It goes quiet. Nobody responds. Proto, we need. Can you can you check the? I know, like the. There's a door that has a passcode. Can you find out what the passcode is? Uh, sure, boss. Give me some. Uh, it seems to be just a tap pass. It doesn't have a passcode. I tried the tap part. Can, I can, tried the tap code. Just. I think we've our just, cupboard's shot. Uh, you want to jump in the truck? Boot the door in, man. Hey. Boot the door in. Well, do we know the pa- do you- Proto, what's the passcode? Like, what, what do you mean? what's the tap code? What? The, the tap code? You just used a pass to tap, I don't- I used the passes, they didn't tap. Can't he- can't he hack it or something? Can't he open that back door? Let me- let me give it a go, see if I can open the door. Does it look like a door that I could break down? It's not. Like, why it's bother? The, yeah, it looks- looks pretty reinforced. Like, I can just move those cars and get the truck and ran through it. That's my mindset. Give me one second, guys. Give me one second. Hold on, hold on. Uh, try that. Try that now. Try one of the passcodes and all of the passcodes. Flip, 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 flip. No, just try the door handle, you idiot. I think I've unlocked it. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, not, uh, not idiot. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, you're good. You're good. I try the door handle. It seems to turn. Well, then I open the door. Did it work? And I just charge in without answering. Okay. You just charge in without answering. Yeah, I don't care about Okay. Brother. I don't know who he is. You enter the back of this dry cleaner and you see a dry cleaner. There are all of those, that sort of um, racking system that goes around in a big sort of circle sort of thing. Um, there are big washers and these uh, shelves and all this sort of thing. You see crates and all of these. So there's brown crates, this brown squares, they're crates and boxes and bags of the material. There are lots of shelves or two shelves to the left and to the right there are a few shelves and then a few benches uh, you can see past the shelves and benches there are these large blue sort of uh, washing machines and that sort of light blue and gray drawn shapes in the middle of the map they that is that racking system they have in the dry cleaners that sort of pushes all the um, the articles or the, the clothing around Lokag, as you burst through this door, seeing all the crates and shelves, this garment moving machine, this racking system that pushes all the different jackets and dresses and stuff through the dry cleaners on this massive sort of rail, you notice peeking out from behind boxes, from behind garments around the room, these eyes glow, this yellowy green color. 
you see a few people step out of the darkness. You see this guy who has all of these augment lines running down between his skin and plastic or between his skin and metal and it's glowing this greeny yellow color. You see this guy with a quaff of black hair, these glowing blue snake eyes and this snake tattoo on the side of his face. A guy with this cybernetic jaw and his his skin, his pale skin looks like it's been tattooed with all of these snake-like scales over his entire face and neck. You see a woman in full tactical gear holding an assault rifle. She's standing on one of the benches pointing it towards you. This woman with silver hair and a glowing eye, this sort of rebreather over her face and these cybernetic arms which you see them transform from humanoid arms all of these parts start to move and shift and they transform into these large and long sort of snake heads on the ends of her hands and then from the shadows a final figure walks out he's got this bleach blonde hair and half of his face the left side and down across his jaw has been completely replaced it's a golden skull and on the skull etched in the golden material is this uh like this death adder curling around his eye like uh, it's its mouth open around its eye curving down his face and down the golden cybernetics down his neck he points towards you and he says you've intruded on Yuntang territory. Prepare to get your bones removed from your body. He points out a, a shimitar towards you and it glows bright green. That's where we'll leave it. Oh, what? Man, it took us a long time to get inside that, <laughs> that dry cleaner. <laughs> yeah. Thank you all for listening to the show. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for sharing the show with a friend because we know that you've done it because it's um, it's such a wonderful, great thing to do. Thank you for getting a bunch of face tattoos of um, bees that are killing hornets, um, murder bees, because they're finally fighting back against the murder hornets. Yep, sure, murder hornets, what? <laughs> Alright, um, yeah, so check out our website. I don't think there's any murder hornets on our website. Um, you can find it at www.beyondthedice.com. Doesn't have murder hornets, but it does have links to all of our stuff, shirts, old episodes, a bit of extra guff, and um, like our references for the, uh, the people who have done stuff for us. It's the future. Does Instagram make it? You'll find out at Beyond the Dice. I like that a lot, Peter. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. We have a Facebook page, Beyond the Darts. Go check it out. We've got a lot of news, a lot of posts. Um, Just go there for a good time and just to keep up to date with our releases. Uh, when you guys are at www.beyondthedice.com, uh, check out our store to buy some cool merch. Um, my friend at work and I both bought Little Moss t-shirts and we coordinate to wear them on at the same time. Time. That's um, fucking romantic, dude. 
Yeah. So we both rock <laughs> up to work and both have the same shirt on. Um, Do people get confused? Yeah, well, I mean, no, because one's got the sick um, sunset background and the other's just a plain background. So, yeah, you can tell us apart. What happens if- Otherwise, you wouldn't tell you guys apart, yeah? yeah? Exactly. No, we're basically that- the same what person. Are you, <laughs> wearing up? are you wearing two shirts? It's just me. I'm <laughs> just a loser with two shirts. It's on. just you looking in the in your in the mirror in the toilets. <laughs> I just cut two shirts in half and then sewed them together and and I just wear them. I'm real sad. I don't have any friends. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, if you have some time, uh, jump onto iTunes or wherever you listen to the show and give us a review or comment. We would really like um, some feedback on the show what you think we're doing good, what we could improve. Um, Obviously, the more positive the rating, the more it will help us, especially on iTunes. So if you listen on an Apple device, um, yeah, just give us a review. It actually really, really helps. I know you probably hear it from every single podcast that you listen to. And they're always like, hey, review us, review us. But it, it honestly really helps because the more reviews you get, the higher on the iTunes um, sort of explore chart you, you'll be. So when you open up iTunes, if we have like a bunch of new reviews, we might be at the top and that'll just help people find our show a lot easier. Otherwise, we could be buried deep down there in the pod darkness. Be safe out there and be like super good to each other and shit, yeah? Okay, please? Do it. Bye. Good night. Bye. Catch See you guys. See the dark web.